Hi friends, jumping on before the start of the episode to ask for your help. Since I started this podcast four years ago, I have been dreaming of a place for us to gather, a place where we can practice some of the things that are shared here on the podcast, a place where you and I can meet gaze to gaze, heart to heart, and a place where we can share our experiences of enriching our lives through the wisdom of the body and expanding our pleasure through the wonder of the senses. I would love to hear your voice and your vision in writing this next chapter of Come to Your Senses. Go to schoolofsensualliving.com slash survey to contribute your ideas, give your feedback on which topics you burn with the most passion to hear about, and let's create a beautiful sanctuary together. Schoolofsensualliving.com slash survey. I will see you there. Hey, I've got something I'm so excited to share with you that this week I just had to bust through the gate and share it before we even begin. After many requests to create a community around this podcast, I am dreaming up a way for us to come to our senses together. You, my beloved listener, are my esteemed guest here. And I want to hear anything and everything about how I can fold you into a deeper experience of what you hear here on the podcast. There is a link below this episode to schoolofsensualliving.com slash community, where you can scribble your feather quill all over the page and share all your dreams, desires, and ideas. I can't wait to hear what you have to say. And now let's dive into today's episode. Hello, and welcome to the Come to Your Senses podcast. I'm your host, embodiment-based coach, Mary Lofgren. Here, we explore how to live bravely and beautifully through a lifestyle of embodiment. You'll hear gems to empower you around mindset, mindfulness, somatic psychology, and neuroscience, as well as beauty, food, style, and the art of slow living to meet your soul through the senses. I am so happy that you're here. Let's begin. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Come to Your Senses. I am in Washington, D.C. at the moment. I drove up here to go to a memorial service for an epic individual named Justin Constantine, who is a Marine and an incredibly inspiring figure. You can Google his TED Talks. I'll put the TED Talks in the show notes, but his incredible wife, Dahlia, is a good friend of mine. And they were having a celebration of life. And so I drove up here and I'm having the most beautiful, amazing time. DC is such a beautiful city. And as I was walking around the mall tonight, looking at all the different monuments, and I stopped by the Vietnam Veterans Memorial to say a prayer for my uncle Jim, whose name is on that wall. I started thinking about the concept of discipline. So one of the things Justin was famous for was his relationship to discipline. And 
In fact, his dad during a speech said, you know, I'm not a, a Marine, but I hear that discipline's like a thing <laughs> or something like that. And uh, that that's like really important around there. And it got me really thinking about my own relationship to discipline. And Justin actually reminds me a lot of my dad. My dad was super service-driven and also was on the path to become a Catholic priest from age 13 until his late 20s. He lived in a seminary and was on, on the path to take his final vows when he made the decision not to pursue that path. And then he met my mom. And a word that I grew up hearing a lot was the word obitus. <laughs> I cringe hearing it now, to be honest with you, because obitus, my dad studied Latin as part of the priesthood, and obitus means habit. And like the Marines, the seminary also has a very strict relationship to order and discipline. And so growing up, I had a let's call it mixed relationship to discipline. And as someone who identifies as a very feminine, emotionally intelligent, sensitive soul, the idea of discipline and my experiences with discipline can feel as restrictive as those little metal desks that we used to have to sit at as kids. And I was actually watching a kid at the ceremony and watching all of us sit stone still for a couple hours. And this kid is just climbing and under the chair and on top of the chair and in his mom's lap and all over the place. And that can sometimes be my relationship <laughs> to discipline. And if you listen to this podcast, I would imagine that you feel similarly, that discipline is something that you so desire and crave. And yet, with so many rigid straight lines in the world that we live in, discipline can feel really restrictive, like a too tight pair of jeans. And actually, when I was at the event today, I ran into a woman who is a big inspiration in my coaching career and also in my career as a podcaster, Tanya Lee. Tanya Lee is a master life coach, and she focuses a bit more on the cognitive aspect of coaching. One thing I want to say for my listeners who find weight loss and the conversation around weight loss to be triggering, Tanya does talk about weight loss on her podcast. So just want to preface that. But Tanya has really, really impacted me with the way that she talks about our thoughts and our mind. And in one of her courses, she had this class called The Art of Discipline. Usually, they have some relationship to discipline, a positive relationship to discipline. And I have to say, it was a real game changer for me because what it tapped me into is the pleasure of taking action. There is so much pleasure in creating day after day, and investing in these often very unglamorous decisions <laughs> and practices that make up the world of discipline. And usually we only associate pleasure with the end result of that continued discipline. And today we are going to explore a few gems 
on how to make the process of bringing more discipline into your life with more ease, more pleasure, and more purpose. And so let's jump right in. I want to invite you to start by thinking about areas of your life where you feel like you need or want to be more disciplined. And so you might have a couple come up. I encourage you to choose one, which is the one that feels most alive, most curious to you. And I'm going to have you place that in your clutch purse for a moment, because I want to tell you a story first. Last week, I was working with a client and we were doing a strategy session. Almost always in my coaching practice, we do embodiment work is the focus, but sometimes around certain topics, we want to just talk and do some strategizing around getting into action. And what came up was a need to be more disciplined about posting on social media about this one offering. That was kind of what the desired action was for the session. And I said to her, you know, I have to say the things that you're posting about, I feel absolutely no juice or passion from you about them. And it was a really interesting beginning to opening the door to the real deeper question, which is what is it that you really want? So much of the actions that we feel compelled to take or that we imagine will make our life better or easier or more rich are really just fantasies based on our programming. And I experienced this in my own business around an online membership. So I used to have an online monthly membership. I loved my members. I loved gathering with them once a month. I hated the process of having to create online content over and over and over again, because, well, for a number of reasons that I won't go into here, but all of that is just to say that you heard at the start of this episode that I am taking a poll on my beloved listeners and my newsletter subscribers and community members on what would feel so delicious and make it so easy for you to feel part of a come to your senses community. And once again, you can go to schoolofsensualliving.com slash community. A link will be below this episode because I want to hear everything you got. But the reason I'm telling you about this again is because I feel ready to reorient to a membership style program and to some more online content because I actually withdrew from that path in my business and went towards what was truly calling my passion, which was coaching. You know, especially during the pandemic when everything was online, it was so wonderful to be able to stay connected in that way. And yet it was so frustrating and continues to be so frustrating to not be able to have that intimate experience. And I, as I got clear around my business and why I was kind of doing these launches and it just wasn't working for me to have a membership, it wasn't really uh, selling. The enrollment was kind of dead. I would tell myself, oh, 
I just need to be more disciplined. I need to send more emails. I need to do more Instagram lives, like all these, you know, efforts twirling in the sand, digging a hole like a weevil, (laughs) creating and putting all this effort into something that upon reflecting wasn't actually the truth, the deepest truth of what I wanted. What I really wanted was a intimate, hands-on, heart-to-heart experience one-on-one, which is embodied intelligence coaching. And when I made that pivot, whole business changed, whole level of satisfaction changed, whole level of prosperity changed. And so this first gem is if you go back to your clutch purse and you pull out that area of your life that you feel like you want to have more discipline around, I encourage you to drop in and before even asking yourself what you should be doing or how you should be doing, what is it that you really want? What is it that creates a fire and a pulse and a throb? And not just that passion, but that deep meaning and deep satisfaction that you're maybe willing to endure some discomfort and some growth around in service to creating what wants to be created through you. Because I will tell you that as much as I feel frustrated by the internet, it has brought me the most incredible community of human beings that just come to me as my coaching clients. And because of those intimate connections, it drives me so deeply that I don't even need to try to be disciplined around writing my copy or sharing or whatever it is. I just want to do those things because I want to extend my reach further to attract more amazing humans like you. If you feel called to coaching, embodiedintelligencecoaching.com. Find a link to that in the show notes too. The next gem is the discipline of doing less. So once again, action without deep intention and purpose often has very little impact. When I used to work in corporate sales, I remember one of my colleagues saying, I feel like I'm putting 1% of my energy into a hundred different directions instead of putting a hundred percent of my energy into one direction. And that really snapped a lot of things into clarity for me. And it brings to mind a story of one night I was out walking Winnie while she was hobbling about, as you might know, if you're a listener Uh, Winnie is my beloved dog who passed away a couple of weeks ago and she had a brain tumor and it was a slow decline and she couldn't really walk. So it was the night of a full moon and life was crazy because I couldn't leave the house because she needed full-time care. And I was struggling with my practices, my habits, my discipline, as you do when life gets hairy. And I looked up at the full moon And I said, what would you have me know about discipline? And the moon said back to me, the only discipline that you need is to get quiet and listen. 
And I said, thank you so much, Moon. That's exactly what I needed to hear. Because you may have heard me talk about this cycle before, but typically how we're trained around discipline is through an adrenaline or shame cycle where we get frustrated and fed up with ourselves and we say, okay, I'm going to commit. I'm going to do this differently. And that works for anywhere from 72 hours to three weeks or something like that. And you're coasting on that adrenaline surge and then your dog gets sick or then you get premenstrual and hate the world (laughs) and have no energy or then something else happens that drives a cog into the wheel of your resolve to do things differently. In embodiment coaching, we take a little bit of a different approach and listen, I have made some big pivots in my life based on adrenaline and resolve and feeling fed up with things. We need those feelings. Those are absolutely part of our compass. But ultimately, trying to push ourselves, particularly if you are someone who identifies as a more sensitive, empathic person, might not work for you in the long term, and you might crave an experience of being pulled instead of pushed, pulled by the magnetism of your desire. And a great way to do that is to get quiet and to listen, to listen to that voice inside that happens in the space between the thoughts. That inner pusher usually speaks loudest and speaks fastest And it's very difficult to satisfy because it's not there to be satisfied. It's there to push. And often there's really kind of no satisfying it. And so by getting quiet to listen inside, you can begin to taste and touch the difference in textures and sound between this inner pusher who usually wants you to do a thousand things at once and the inner wisdom voice that is clear on the next right thing. And that brings us to our final gem, which is showing up for what we can. Another story about Justin Constantine that was really inspiring today was his devotion to service. As I shared, Justin was a Marine and was injured with a gunshot wound to the head in 2006 which he ultimately recovered from, but his face and his jaw were quite altered. And he went on to be a motivational speaker, did a lot of work with wounded warriors. There's a million things I could say about him and his devotion to service, but how Justin ultimately passed away was due to a cancer diagnosis. And I remember during that time, when he was fighting cancer and showing up every day, he was religious about his health and how he cared for himself. And that was so inspiring to me because ultimately there is so much about our lives that we cannot control. And discipline is very simply showing up for what we can control. And I'll leave you with a piece that I wrote a couple of years ago 
called The Golden Thread, and this kind of summarizes this final gem. Though you may not see it or feel it, there is a golden thread weaving through your life. When feeling lost, like you're going nowhere, like your wheels are spinning, the golden thread is bobbing up and down, patiently, expertly, weaving beauty. Much like with a tapestry, how we cannot fully see the beauty of its design until we scale back and see the whole picture, so it is with the tapestry of life. It may take one, five, ten years, or longer to see what's happening right now and call it beautiful. But that doesn't make it any less beautiful right now. And to me, every stitch, when we choose to be disciplined about whatever it is that we're devoted to, one of my other mentors, Jenna Ward, talks about the difference between devotion and discipline, and that sometimes discipline can feel more like a practice of the mind in an outside-in approach, whereas devotion is driven by a feeling of love in the body and a devotion to your energy and your values and the change that you wish to see on this planet. And so every devotional disciplined act that you put in, even though you might not see it in the moment, contributes and impacts the design of the tapestry of your life. And I'll just close. I know I said I was going to close with that story, but there's one more story I want to share with you, which is that I went to see the immersive Van Gogh exhibit recently, which if you haven't seen it, I highly recommend. It is so moving. And I was a little jaded. I was a little skeptical. I was like, this feels a little bit like tourist trap, but it was so moving. And I also am such a huge fan of the movie Loving Vincent, which really impacted me as well. And what impacts me so much about Van Gogh's story is that he was unsuccessful as an artist and he was in and out of asylums because he felt insane. And here we are in museums all across the land being drenched and soaked like tea bags in the water of Van Gogh's art. And we just never know where our disciplined actions are going to lead. And we never know how our personal imprint is going to affect the world. Looking around that room today, all the people that were there to honor Justin and whose lives had been impacted by Justin and by Dahlia, there was no way that they could have planned or foreseen how his personal tragedy would lead to so much beauty and so much action towards service in the world as a result of his imprint. But here we are, here I am on the podcast. And so in honor of Justin, this was how the event closed today, is that Justin was very uh, insistent at the end of his speeches, he was a motivational speaker, that people not just take away wisdom in their minds, but they take away a commitment to action. 
and to doing things differently and showing up differently in the world. And so as we bring this episode to a close, I'll invite you to not just allow the gems and seeds of this episode to settle into the cracks and corners of your mind like a dandelion seed, but to also consider how will I take this knowledge and turn it into embodied wisdom through my actions today. Thank you so much for being here and listening today. If you enjoyed this episode, it would mean so much to me to see a review from you on Apple Podcasts. And lastly, I want to hear all about your dreams and desires for a Come to Your Senses community. So please head to schoolofsensualliving.com slash community and tell me everything. Until next week, ciao. For coaching, classes, and community in creating a lifestyle of embodiment, head to schoolofsensualliving.com. There you'll find a free video series on how to reduce anxiety and intercept the stress response through powerful, confident body language. Head to schoolofsensualliving.com slash confidence to watch your first video today.